Hello, 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 and welcome to Emotional Eating with Marilyn, where we talk all things emotional fitness and how to overcome emotional eating. Thank you to all of you supporting this podcast. You can find me on Instagram under Emotional Eating with Marilyn and on TikTok under Marilyn Raffi. Now on to today's episode. Hello everyone, so today we're going to talk about how to prepare for the festive season so that you don't arrive in the new year saying, oh my god, I fucked up everything, I need to go to back to square one or even like square minus 10 because of all the events that I had, all the parties, the drinking, the eating, the lack of sleep, I'm like so, 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 like I fucked up everything. So Basically, today we're going to talk about how to have a good or quote-unquote good, a healthy, a beautiful, a season, a festive season that you're proud of. This is an advert for BetterHelp. So if you're listening to this podcast and thinking there are things I need to unlock in order to overcome emotional eating, then BetterHelp is for you. BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is an online platform that connects you to a suited therapist. You answer a few questions about yourself and the angle you want to focus on, and they will match you with a therapist. You can switch if you want to, completely free of charge, if your first match is not a good fit. And I personally know that starting therapy can be overwhelming. I was so scared and ashamed in my first few months. But then when I realized how it changed my life, I wanted everyone to benefit from this magic too. So with better help, there is less friction to start therapy. I will put the link in the show notes with all the details. Basically, it's betterhelp.com slash EEM. And by using this link, you help support my podcast and you get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. And I truly believe that therapy will help you understand the layers of your emotional eating. And as I say, it all starts with awareness, awareness and awareness. So for 10% off your first month, you just need to click on the link in the show notes or visit betterhelp.com slash EEM. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this channel. So the first thing you need to do before everything is to have an idea of what good looks like for you. What you want to say to yourself at the end of the year, let's say 31st of uh, December, mid uh, midday, you have a bit of time, you're reviewing your day or even 1st of January and you're like, okay, actually that was kind of good. So for you, what is a good because it will be different for everyone. Some people, uh, maybe they want to incorporate, uh, you know, nice parties, seeing friends, seeing relatives. Some people maybe not. Some people want to continue a very strict, um, I don't know, exercise program and others not. Some people don't want to get really, really drunk all the time, but want to drink a little bit. So it's for you, for you, what would good look like? And from then and from there, you can decide what to do and you can make decisions, conscious decisions that are aligned with what you want. And I'm sure that it's really hard to find time in your diary, in your busy life to decide or to write down what good looks like for you, what you want to achieve from now till the end of the year. So let's do it now. So you pause this episode, you go on, on your notes, in your phone or wherever you're doing, if you're listening on your phone, etc., 
and you put objectives or small goals of things you want to achieve or you want to do professionally person and personally and in personal you have you the relationship with yourself which is the most important relationship and the relationship with your friends and your family so you write you write things like okay i want to finish off some projects at work or um i don't know i want to go for a Personally, I want to go for a, ma- a massage, so I, I arrive in the holidays a bit more relaxed, or I want to go for a run, or, or or maybe it could be the opposite. It could be, I want to free up my time. I know I won't be able to exercise as frequently as I do, so I don't want to put too much pressure and then really disappoint myself. So you just put things. So you can put this episode on hold and really think, professionally, personally, with you, your family, and your friends, what would good look like. And it's up to you to decide if you want to push yourself or on the opposite, if you just want to be gentle with yourself. And both of them are good. There's not one that's better. It's not more is better. My uh, yoga teacher always says, more is not better. So you put what is needed for you. So now you kind of know who is important for you, who you want to see, who are in the relationships, the people that really are valuable to you and you want to spend time. Why is it that important? It's important because during the December months, we are, if you're like me and many of people that I know, we are invited to a lot of parties or outings, dinners, uh, get-togethers, etc. It's the festive season. Either professionally, you're going to get invited to a lot of dinners and things like that or personally because people are excited so because you have a list of people you they're important to you you will this will help you decide when to say yes and when to say no if the your the aunt of your best friend or whoever invites you because she did like this really nice meal and you know that she's not that important for you all respect to her now you know you know what I'm gonna say no respectfully explaining that maybe I have a lot of things to do and I need to rest and recuperate and things like that so then you know and in that you need to understand what are the people that you genuinely want to see so if you really think of in your heart who are the people that give you energy who are the people where when you see them you're genuinely happy and the others where you feel you have to see them and those people usually they drain your energy when after seeing them you feel drained even before seeing them you're dreading and the second part so the people that drain your energy and you feel guilt not uh, to say no just have a think what do i want do i want to say yes do i want to say no um what do i want you know am i feeling guilty and this is why i keep on saying yes can i be stronger could i have stronger boundaries and saying no And again, because I know Christmas and December is such a busy time, why don't you start writing this list now? Like, again, on your phone, people that definitely you want to see, people that definitely you don't want to see, and in between the hard ones. And this way you will have like a better idea. Of course, you don't need to write the full name of the people. So you just can have nicknames, etc. If it's private and you don't want anyone to see your phone. And the people step 
I think is one of the most important one because people really bring, drain, give us energy, etc. So, and you know, guys, when we our energy is is drained, this is when we do emotional eating to feel better, to feel happier, to raise our level level of well being. So you have the people. Now you move to the kind of somehow something that looks like a routine. It doesn't need to be an intense 5 a.m. morning routine. It just needs to be things that you want to achieve throughout December. You're kind of non-negotiables. For example, um, I don't want to get uh, drunk more than uh, once a week or I don't want to drink alcohol at all. It could be different things for you. Uh, or for example, I don't want to sleep after 2 a.m. on a weekday. Or it could be I still want to keep my um, 9, 10 hours of sleeps that I really need. This is my non-negotiable because I won't be able to work, uh, to function, to work on my emotional eating, etc. So it, it, things like that in your routine. So for example, what time do you want to wake up? What time do you want to sleep? What do you want to eat? If you do, for example, intermittent fasting in your practice, do you want to keep it? Do you want to remove it? Do you want to increase, increase? Uh, for example, if you're trying to cut on sugar, do I want to have like some kind of an idea? I don't want to uh, eat sugar more more than once, twice, three times, whatever it is. I don't want to. I'm just saying numbers, but it, it, it can mean nothing for you. And you have this kind of list or kind of routine for the pre-Christmas uh, and the uh, Christmas time, Christmas New Year's, because they will be different. So it could be, for example, for you before Christmas, before going, let's say you go on holiday, before going on holiday, I don't want to eat sugar. After holidays, because I know I'm going to invite, be invited for Christmas dinner and, uh, you know, the, year, the the Christmas lunch and, I don't know, New Year's. Uh, okay, so I, I want to have an okay to eat X, Y, Z. Again, I'm giving you here the time to either pause this episode or continue to listen and just write in your notes of the pre-Christmas things versus the holiday season, like the real holidays, of things you want and don't want to do, your negotiables and non-negotiables in terms of sleep, which is really important because it has been shown that if we uh, lack of sleep, we lack sleep, we eat more, we're more hungry, we crave more sugar. So in terms of sleep, in terms of if you want to do a bit of exercise, a bit of uh, running, a bit of, I don't know what you guys like to do. So in terms of uh, body movement and in terms of food, if you want. I know a lot of you guys are at the beginning of your journey to uh, overcome emotional eating and you've done a lot of diets, etc. So maybe food restrictions is not a good idea for you. If you don't, like if just thinking of a food restriction triggers you, don't do this. Don't do this step. You can, for example, incorporate something like I will eat when I'm hungry and I will stop when I'm full. Or, for example, I will try to be more conscious, more mindful of uh, what I'm eating and when I'm eating. So, for example, if I'm eating, I don't want to use my phone. I don't want to, you know, be on TV, etc. So, to recap, sleep, food, body movement. And then also add, if you want, something for your uh, personal well-being which is if it's for you it's journaling just understanding your emotions and then the important part also is to have an area a space a time to dump your emotions 
you really need to find an area, a space and a time to dump your emotion. Why is it so important in end of year? Because end of year is really emotional, really triggering in many ways. Whether it's you're going back to your, um, uh, you know, childhood home and you're seeing your parents, your t caregivers, or the lack of your parents. Also, this could be really triggering and cause so many emotions that you don't want to accumulate in your heart, in your body. It could be also professionally, end of year, end of year reviews with your managers could be emotional and things like that. It could be reminding the things that you haven't achieved during the year if you're a perfectionist. I know so how hard some us are on some of us are uh, are on ourselves. So for example, oh I wanted to lose the weight and I haven't. Oh I wanted this job and I haven't. X Y Z. All of those things. Oh I wanted to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend and I haven't. And I'm alone. You know all those things. Remember that you again just a small parenthesis that you are loved. You are special. You are unique. We all have this birthright of being loved and being special. And if it's not by the people around you, it's by yourself. Remember, remind yourself how you love yourself. I know it is hard. I know it is hard. I know many of us don't have self-love, but it's a practice and like fake it till you make it in a way. So find a space where you're going to dump all those emotions because you're going to wake up. Emotions will accumulate. You're going to drink. You're not going to sleep. You're going to eat, etc. Then emotions and everything is going to be so hard to deal with all these emotions. So... Where What is the best time for you to deal with those emotions? For you, it could be finding 10 minutes in the morning to journal. By the way, I have this uh, the posi uh, positive journal on emotional eating. So if you want to buy it, I'll put it into show notes. But it could be just a piece of paper and you just write, okay, uh, today I felt X, Y, Z. It could be, for example, if you feel difficult time for you is uh, during uh, sunset. It's really actually a time where a lot of people feel anxiety, feel sad and everything when a shift of, uh, you know, light, etc. We, we are reminded of an end of a day and sometimes it could be uh, causing anxiety and sadness, etc. You could put, okay, this time there, I'm going to find 30 minutes. I'm going to block this in my calendar where either I'm not going to work, I'm not going to put any, uh, you know, social events. I'm not going to answer my phone. I'm just going to go and like do what I want, just release my emotions. It could be with you drawing. It could be meditating. It could be just sitting and like listening to your favorite song, a favorite sad song that's so sad that you want to cry. And crying is so useful because it uh, it contains a lot of stress hormones in it. Like the tears contain a lot of stress hormones. So you might feel a sense of relief. Think of you and your body as a garden in autumn, you know, when the leaves fall. If you don't kind of swipe and clean the garden, removes the dead leaves every day, then they're going to accumulate. Doing it every day for 5-10 minutes will help. It's a bit of pain in the ass. It's a bit hard, like not fun. You'd rather maybe be on social media and checking TikTok or whatever. But at the end of the week, you're like, oh, I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I took those 5-10 minutes. Because... Otherwise, those other 5-10 minutes on my phone, scrolling or whatever, wouldn't have helped. So it's like just, uh, how do you call it? Personal hygiene, emotional hygiene, let's call it. And I hope this didn't create a sense of you, oh, I have extra work to do. This will simplify things. It might have, um, it might create a bit more work now during the podcast to decide things. 
But overall, in the month, you're going to save a lot of energy and a lot of time, etc. So overall, in order to have, if you want, a end of year month that you kind of are proud of or you're like, you don't hate if you want, is to start off with what would good look like at the end of the year. If I look back at this month, what what would I say? Mm, okay, that was good. After the who is the kind of routine, the sleep, the eating, the physical, you know, all of this. And then also the emotional hygiene. And you never know, maybe in those four weeks, you will kind of discover new things that you love that you could take even for you in the next year. And how great would it be if at the end of the year, like not only did I have a good month, but also I learned new things that I want to keep for 2023. And in a way, the 2024 actually. And in a way, I don't need to make a New Year's resolutions because my month was good. Otherwise, I'll see you next week on Friday, 5 a.m. UK time, 6 a.m. Central European time, midnight Eastern time, and on Thursday, 9 p.m. Pacific time.